For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome back, Shauna. Thank you. Had a bit of an ordeal getting home? Yeah, yeah. It's the second time now that I've uh, been kind of stranded because of snow and roads, which, to be honest, is like a skier's dream come true, right? Is because of too much snow, you can't get home. But you didn't get to ski. This time I couldn't take advantage of the snow, so not quite as ideal. But uh, yeah, the snow gods, I swear. I, 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 I want to get a tattoo of Uller, the, the snow god. He's known as the god of snow. Oh, yeah? I in, thought which, be, in which mythology? Uh, Greek mythology. Okay. Um, uh, oh, no, sorry, excuse me, Norse, Norse mythology. Norse mythology. Um, but I was like, that would be a pretty cool um, cool little tattoo to get, because, yeah. Anyway, I'm this home. I'm back now. We made it. So Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, we had a fun show today. Uh, there's a heritage moment, some more white girl sayings, something that Shauna's friend does as a manager to check in with his team in the morning. An etymology request, uh, a, friend of our, a friend of yours who just came through a breakup and what he's doing yep. to get over it. Yeah. We're going to look at the funniest names in the NHL these days. Some of these online escorts are getting a little desperate in where they're looking to drum up business. Why baseball announcers talk the way they do. But first... Like, he's playing an entirely different game Next than the level. rest of us. Next yeah, level. He's like, he is an Austin Matthews in a yes. league full of McDavid's. I'm like, serious. Yeah, is- He's playing an elevated game here. He sure is, yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I was at a concert on the weekend. Uh, the first outdoor festival I've been to in a long time was our cowls up at Big White Ski Resort. And uh, it was up in the snow, kind of right at the resort there. There was a guy next to us who had his outdoor festival routine down. Okay, like it was most impressive. So first off, he brought spikes, okay, for his shoes so he wouldn't slip as the snow white stuff from all the attendees. Genius, makes sense. Then he had this like mixture of salt and dirt in his pocket that he started laying down just so that he could make sure that, you know, everything around him, he wouldn't slip and fall again. And he turned to all of us and he was like, okay, do you guys mind? I'm going to lay this down a little bit and then let's build traction in the snow so that we're ready to dance. (laughs) Holy man. And I was killing myself. I was like, I've never heard anybody what build a, traction so we can dance. What a professional. Oh. What a Okay, so then he of course started passing around hand warmers to everybody. Oh man. He had a pocket full of hand warmers and he was just giving them out to I mean Who is this guy? I don't know. I should have got I should have I should have gotten his number or something and interviewed him and been like, How did you get how did you get to this level? How many winter festivals have you been to? Seriously. That you knew to do this? Yeah, and it's like, is he just like this with every, maybe like the summer, he has his whole like summer routine oh, I down would imagine, that. yeah. Anyway, he, needless to say, like the ladies loved him. He's passing out hand warmers <laughs> and he's saying all, I'm like, just, you're saying all the right things oh. and doing all of the right things here. Like he's playing an entirely different game Next than the level. rest of us. Next yeah, level. He's like, he is an Austin Matthews in a yes. league full of McDavid's. I'm like, serious. Yeah, that is... He's playing an elevated game here. He sure is. Yeah, uh, I know. I I saw him and I was like, this is just this is pinnacle festival yeah. man. Right. Needless to say, he was 
There was lots of ladies around him, and he, I think, went home with one of the <laughs> ladies at the end of the night. I was like, I don't blame you. Of course, you come that prepared. Right? You could- I mean, I'm sure he's got all kinds of other goodies in his pocket, too. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Shana, I thought you would appreciate this as both a broadcaster and a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came across this video. Uh, where this guy, he has, clearly has a pretty strong grasp on like language and grammar and how all that works. But I'll just, I'll let him explain here. The copula is a linking verb. Think about be, is, and are. Baseball broadcasters drop the copula all the time. Like, literally all the time. Let's think for a sec. A lot of times when a runner is on base, we don't hear the is. It's just implied. Like an announcer will be like Byron Buxton with excellent speed on first base. And when we expand, we see that the copula is dropped pretty consistently after proper nouns. Like you'll hear Brandon Belt on deck or the Marlins hoping for a double play. Isn't that true? That's totally true. It's a very specific way that baseball broadcasters talk. Yep. You don't say, like, you know, Bo Bichette is on second. No, you say Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on first base. Bo Bichette on second. That's, yeah. how, that's how you say it. Okay, it goes further here. And sometimes we'll go the extra mile and delete a pronoun and a copula. We see this a lot with pitching. Oftentimes you won't hear, it's a fastball inside. You'll just hear, fastball inside, slider in the dirt, curveball away, so on and so forth. Ah, <laughs> totally true as well. Gosh, man, low and outside ball too. Change ball outside. <laughs> yeah. Um, even like Buck's signature home run call, swinging a drive. Yep. That's that falls under that category, doesn't it? Totally. Yeah. Okay, one more step here. And now you might be thinking, when do these people use a copula? And I'm glad you asked. Broadcasters will use a copula when they invert the order of a sentence and start with a verb rather than a subject. So it might be Jonathan India tagging up from second base or tagging up from second base is Jonathan India. Hmm. Just like stylistic choices that are fairly unique to baseball broadcasts. Totally. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Wiggling his way to the plate with the scrumptious steak ash is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. The man on deck with the beautiful shade catch, Bo Bichette. Yeah. <laughs> is that's, Bo Bichette. That's so interesting. Well, that's fascinating. Just a reminder that Tuesday night at the ballpark is spelling and grammar night. BNS in 20 minutes or less. So this girl named Angelica just added me on Strava, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's it's an app that I use to log bike rides, essentially. Yeah, I've used it for logging runs and stuff. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, so her profile says... Horniest single lady in lockdown <laughs> looking for you to entertain me. On Strava? On Strava. <laughs> these, these fake born stars are really branching out these days. You know what I mean? Like, we, of course, always have had Twitter and Facebook and the odd Instagram, but now we're going for the cycling apps as well. I don't know why. It's desperate the times out there. Seriously, I was like, oh, I got to branch out. You know, COVID's really hit me hard. So and, on to the cycling apps. Angelica's like, yeah, oh. OnlyFans. Pretty cluttered yep. Instagram. What can I, saturated what can I do with. Oh my God. Going for those hot cycling men now. Yeah. Let's go for Take me for a ride. Right? <laughs> I don't know why. I just was like, are you serious? This is what we've got to is these apps now. But I mean, I guess you got to branch out you wherever do. you can, right? Yeah. On yeah. LinkedIn. Let's connect you with, I don't... with my no no square. Honestly. And then you'll pay me. <laughs> just. Oh my God. Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> 
getting, yeah, getting more Pokemon Go. That the kids that all of a sudden, whoa, whoa. I'll no. catch them all. Oh, my God. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, ever since he was traded to the Flames a few weeks back, I keep hearing the name Callie Yarncroak everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a fun name to say, isn't it? That is it? a great name. Callie yeah. Yarncroak. Yarncroak. And it starts above the J, yep. so that's even, that's even better. Oh, Yarncroak is a very fun name. Yeah. Um, could we do like the top, however many funniest names in the NHL? Can we put that list together I, here? I think so. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll, We're talking current players. Current here? players. Yeah. Okay. The okay. league isn't quite as funny as it once was. No. Like there, there aren't any Ziggy Palfies or Darren Poopas or I know UC Jokinens anymore. Those were fun. The first one I thought of was Darren Poopa. I <laughs> always loved Darren Poopa, but. But there are still some really good names in the NHL. There are some. So, uh, yep. who would you like to put on the list, Jonna? This one I'm kind of good. This is kind of an honorable mention, but Cole Lind, because when I hear his name, I hear Colin <laughs> every time. Like I know that's really immature, but if you said it, if you said it really fast, Colin, it would yeah, be yeah. Puck goes down deep to Colin. Yeah, you're like okay, really? I don't know why. Okay, so honorable mention there. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Montreal forwards and cousins Tyler Pitlick. And Rem Pitlick. Okay, that's the number one. Is it? I mean, I think Rem that's Pitlick funny. is a pretty funny name. No, that's what I mean. Like that, <laughs> Tyler Pitlick is my was my go to. Like that was my that would and be the Rem pinnacle. Is, I is think even funnier. I think. I, oh yeah. Uh, what about Greg McKeg? <laughs> that's fun. Too. I just love that name, Greg McKeg. Yeah. Anything that rhymes like Everything that. Everything that rhymes. Like the name we called yesterday for uh, one night only was John Antoine. Oh, that's That's great. fun too, that's isn't it? That's a good one to say. Or oh, like, yeah. There used to be a guy in the Saskatoon phone book named Wayne Champagne. I mean, too much fun. With that name, you've got, I hope he's doing something phenomenal because that is a great name. You can't just do something normal when you your name is Wayne, Wayne Champagne. Champagne. You would give it a gift. Yep. You would, mm-hmm. uh, Cal Clutterbuck? Yep. It's got to be on the list, I think. Definitely. Clutter, Clutterbucks, to me, sounds like it could be the name of a small town bar. It's you know, true. Like, yeah, we got pretty piled up at Clutterbucks last night, the kind of place where there's like chew spit on the floor. It's true. There's a fight every night. Yep. Yep. No. That's... Uh, she's down at Clutterbucks. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, Kevin Shattenkirk. Oh, yeah. Shattenkirk's a great it's name, isn't Punching it? Shattenkirk. <laughs> yeah, you're... Again, I'm going real mature. T- I'm not in immature mode right now. I'm sorry, everyone. I like the name Zemgus Gergensons. Oh, that's it's just too. there's some good sounds going on in there. Hey, you can kind of it's all at the back of your throat. <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. Um, I've also got Rudolph's Balsers, another Latvian. That's a great. That name. one to me sounds like a medical condition. It does a little bit. Like, ah, we had to cancel our trip because Rudolph's, Rudolph's balsers were acting up. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I'll be honest with you. I don't follow the league as closely as I used to, and I was hoping that um, that I had, didn't mispronounce any of these names of these like, newer players, right? So I was looking up. Did I say Rudolph's balsers correctly? continued development. Still not getting in the lineup each and every night. He told us the other. They score! Right out of the corner. Rudolph's balsers on the one-timer. His first okay. goal. As a it's, it's even better that way. Why is it so like, funny? That is hilarious. Rudolph's Balsers. Something about that guy's voice, too. Everything about that is phenomenal. <laughs> Rudolph's Balsers. He was so excited to get oh, to say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just punching it real hard, as you should. Oh, man. Rudolph's Balsers. DNS in 20 minutes or less. A friend of mine reached out recently saying that he has a new Instagram account. And he said he's been reborn after separating from his ex. 
So he's he said he's starting everything fresh. And I didn't ask what happened, but obviously something something not good, hey? Pretty intense if he's yeah. fully deleted all his accounts and he's starting entirely fresh. So <laughs> not just starting a new Instagram account, but in his words, he's been rebirthing re- himself from the ashes. He has from the ashes of that relationship. Been fully reborn. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So I uh, yeah. Yeah. But then I got thinking about it and I was like, you know, that's not a horrible idea. Because you know how when you break up with somebody now and people will actually go through and like want to delete photos or because yeah. those memories pop up. And and I always think that's super weird. I was talking to my brother about this recently because two people that we know both like ended, well, I think one was a marriage and one was a long term or like an engagement. Mm-hmm. And there's like no, like the person is just gone from their social media account, right? It's like, wow. it's like they never existed. And I mean, whatever do you mean? That is a bit I was eerie. Never with that person, it is very eerie, isn't it? But I mean, I again, like I know that some people have very, you know, like scarring things happen with them, That's true. or and they again because of the whole like look back on this day ten years ago like, and oh, great, yeah, memories that was keep horrible coming to me. up, yeah, blah blah, blah blah blah. So I, I I kind of get it, but it is a bit spooky too. Yeah, just like. Where where did they go? Complete like did you? There's no whatever. Do you mean no rec- Like did they burn every photo and every remnant of any you yeah. know existence? I don't know. It's it's, it's a little strange, but yeah. I mean, then you'd have you'd probably have lots of friends of their friends on your account and stuff. So maybe maybe the entirely new account mm-hmm. is the way to go. It's a lot easier, right, than having to maybe go back and scrub an entire account if that's what you want to do. The rebirth, so. yeah. And I mean, like you said, if it was a really bad relationship and you yeah. see it as a dark time in your life, yeah. then you are reborn. I mean, we, we, Phoenix. we have a friend who changed his name because he wanted to change, you know, like into a different person. He wanted, quote, unquote, another rebirth. Who is that? It was I mean, a. Well, you don't have to say their name. If no, you, you can no. Tell me after. But. Okay, it was a friend, but yes, he did this, and he fully changed his name, and he was just like, "I'm going to first name." Wow. Yeah, first name, not last, but he was like, it was part of his re, rebirthing process. So, new haircut, new Instagram account, new name. Yeah, that's a lot. But again, I guess if it means that you, you know, feel refreshed, you feel like a brand new human. You're crawling out of the womb for the first time again. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I got this phone call yesterday, Shauna. Can I play this for you? Yeah. I was wondering if um, Shauna could do an etymology. What are you looking for? I was wondering if she could do an etymology on the term goosebumps. Oh, that's a good one. That is a really good one because what do they have to do with geese? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Sean, is, she's away right now. She's stranded in BC because of the snow, but I'm going to save this call for her and play it for her tomorrow, and then I'm sure she will look into it for you. All right. What's your name? Uh, Liam. Well, that's awesome, Liam, and I, I did look into it for you. Um, so it comes from the phenomenon of goose skin, and so goose feathers grow from pores kind of like human hair follicles, but I guess when a goose's feathers are plucked, the skin sticks out where the feathers were, just like when we say goosebumps, what happens to our skin? Oh, okay. So it's all just because of that. Um, also, kind of along the same lines, which I found was interesting, when you say quit cold turkey, it's the same thing. And that's because withdrawal from certain drugs gives you that same goosebumps phenomenon. But in that regard, we say your skin looks like the refrigerated plucked turkey. So cold turkey. Interesting. Mm-hmm. If we say quit cold turkey, we're referring to actually the skin of a plucked turkey. Yeah which is also where Goosebumps comes from. Yeah. 
it's all kind of interrelated, but it's all about that weird phenomenon of when you pluck feathers from goose and cold uh, turkey. Kind of gross. A little bit gross. Kind of gross. The visual right now that I have in my head, not ideal. I'm sorry about that, but there you go now. Etymology with Shauna. VNS in 20 minutes or less. A friend of mine is a manager, and he was saying that he does this thing every morning with his crew that he calls a feelings check. So he gets his crew together before work, and he asks them all how they're feeling, but he says everybody has to be honest, like brutally honest. So you can't just say, I'm good. You have to explain why you're feeling good or not. So he was like, it's kind of nice because, for example, if you have kids and you were up all night, it was like, hey, I'm a little tired today because I've had kids, and then we just didn't sleep, and I didn't sleep. And then he says it's good to know where these people are coming from. Uh, that's not a bad idea at all. No. Because you're right. Like, sometimes you come across something like, man, what's that person's problem? Seriously. And it's like, well, they actually do have kind of a problem. Yeah. So, yeah like, and, like, that's exactly it. Somebody's a little shorter with you, maybe. Yeah. And rather than you going, oh, no, I must have done something wrong, and you're overthinking it, it's like, well, now you kind of know. Nope. They probably just a little tired. They didn't sleep very well last night. Just like a check-in? Where are we at? Yes. Where are we at? 80%, 90%? How are we feeling this morning? Honestly, like, yeah. And he says, again, if somebody doesn't say enough, he'll be like, no, you gotta gotta do better than that. Like, honestly, tell me how you're feeling. You have to answer. Also hilarious, because we were doing that all weekend with ourselves, <laughs> which is really funny to do with your friends if you're on a weekend trip like that, too. Like, every moment you kind of wake up, you're like, how's everybody feeling this morning? Like, Especially if it's a big weekend. Yeah, like if I'm going to be honest. I am definitely hungover right now, and no one should make any loud noises, okay? Like if you know you're going to have some ups and downs That's, throughout yeah, the trip. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's good, again, to just know how everybody is, where they're at. So I like that. Yeah. You could take it one step further, even. Um, you know, like how some of the big companies have cheers in the morning, like like Walmart. Everyone oh on the morning shift will get together and do a cheer, like a powwow of some sort, with yeah. like a yeah a cheer. I've um I've walked in on one of those, yeah. and it was uncomfortable. I was at Walmart like first thing one day, and I could hear this like commotion, and I was like, "What's that?" And I went over, and it was their like team meeting in the morning, and they're all doing their cheers and stuff. I, like, I don't think I was supposed to see that. That's weird. And I wish I hadn't. Do they do that at every Walmart in the morning? Oh, I think so. Interesting. I think so. Some companies are all about that. Like just getting, firing each getting, other yeah, up. Fire with... it up for the day. Okay. You so... and I should do that in the morning, too. We should come up with a cheer. Yeah, well, I was thinking we could even do a feelings check and a cheer now. Let's just... <laughs> a cheer. Let's have... What could our cheer be? X. Nine. X. Nine. Two point nine. It's radio time. It's radio time. X. Like that. Is that good? Can we... Can you we know not what, do that one? You know what I don't want to do? If I, <laughs> no. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, since you were late away the last two days, we've fallen behind on rating our white girl sayings. Yes, we have. I think we each have a few here that mm-hmm. we need to address. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll start with this one. Okay. This is from a friend of the show, Steve. We, You and I decided... So live, laugh, love is the goat of white girl sayings. Yes. Home is where the heart is, is the OG. Now, what if you mash those two together? And you come up with this lovely piece of embroidery that says, home is where love lives. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that is. Home is where love lives. That is right up there. Okay. It's like a a super, super version. It's like a Frankenstein version of those two phrases. Yep. How how many gap years abroad does that one get, Shauna? Oh, my God. I'm going to give... Even starting with that one is tough. I'm going to give that nine gap years out of ten right off the bat there. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, Bruce sent this to us on Instagram as a potential white girl saying as well. I only drink a little, but when I do, I turn into another person. 
and that person drinks a lot. <laughs> I like that. It's got a lot to it. Yeah, yep. stencil that on a wine glass Absolutely. or something on an old, comically big wine glass. Yep. Um, bonus points if the person saying it has a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, another person, like another nickname for that other persona. Like, okay, like yeah. you know, like Ashley becomes Smashly. Yep, definitely. Yeah, so that Smashly yep. says that. Smashly does say that. Also, that's. Yeah, my sister's name is Ashley and Smashley. There we go. She loves wine. Uh, how many secret Starbucks menu items does that get, do you think? Yeah, that one's pretty good, too. That's eight. Okay. Eight and up. I agree with that. <laughs> yep. Okay, here's another one, and I think this almost falls into a, a different subcategory of white girl sayings. Okay. And this was, uh, a friend posted this on Instagram just recently. It said, be a badass with a good ass. Wow. And to me, this is like in the same realm as the ones that are like, keep your squats low and your standards high. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that one? Yeah. What about squat? Because no one raps about little butts. Yeah. Like, like this is obviously a theme to it, right? Like yeah. this is the, the workout white girl sayings. It's the, a subgenre. The white dumper sayings. Some, yep. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. It almost, it almost needs its own category. It does. That one. How many uh, matching sets of workout wear? Out of 10, does that one get? I'm going to give that. I, mm. I think we're right back to eight and a half. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? I was watching this video about audio illusions, like illusions that could be done yeah. through audio, like through audio production, mm -hmm. through audio production programs like that. Uh, but the guy was talking about the sound of nails on a blackboard, like like fingernail scraping on a chalkboard, and I won't play it for you, but he was saying, like he was saying, you, it can trigger the reaction just even thinking about it. Like you don't have to hear yeah. fingernails on a blackboard to feel that like, ugh, at like the, the base of your neck there. It's a horrible yeah. feeling. And he was talking about why that might be, and there are some different theories. Uh, one theory is that it's fairly close to like the warning call of certain primates. Oh. So it might be an evolutionary sense. thing where yeah. it was like danger, so you're supposed to react with discussed to that yep um interestingly this i guess there's a word in spanish that kind of sums it up and it's called grima grima is like disgust or aversion or mm. like and it, and it doesn't just apply to that sound it can be like the feeling of certain things to people where you're just like oh i don't like that kind of gives you the willies yep we don't have a word for that but the spanish do grima another theory is that it resonates perfectly in the ear canal to like damage your ears oh so yeah and then this guy who made the youtube video he he thought that you know, it could also have something to do with, like, just protecting your nails and your teeth, mm -hmm. you know, just because they are important for survival evolutionarily. So you wouldn't want to damage them and anything that, like, makes that sound could damage them. Well, we've talked before about how I can't stand it when somebody scratches their jeans, scratches which is a jeans. real weird one. Yeah. Uh, I'm the only person I know like that, but it, it, it actually physically hurts my fingernails. So there's something about that. I don't know if I saw, like... Or it was a really like piercing noise to me as a kid that really, but it like that's what it does is it makes me want to cover yeah. my teeth and my nails. That's that what that grima. sound does. You get that grima. It's a grima. And so. I don't experience that with scratching jeans, Most but I but I get it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. So yeah, people always thought be, that was super weird. I was like, don't scratch your knees in front of me. It could be like an evolutionary remnant of just not liking yeah the idea of damaging your fingernails like that. Anyway, I thought weird. that was cool. Um, so the whole idea that carrots are good for you, you know, like good for your eyes. I remember hearing mm -hmm. that when I was growing up. So I was reading about where that came from because it's actually like they are kind of good for your eyes, but not in any way that... Is it orange foods in general? Really affect, yeah, but or it's just, it's because of the beta carotene, but they're saying like you'd have to eat so many carrots for it to actually be that effective. Like it's kind okay. of a bit of a myth. And the reason for that is it came from the early days of World War II 
So I guess after the fall of France, Great Britain and Britain's rather stood alone against Hitler and England was getting bombed from above and the attacks would come at night. So the bombers were more difficult to shoot down. And then that's when the British government imposed blackouts. The city was harder to hit. Mm -hmm. And that's when onboard airborne radar was developed. And on November 19th, 1940, the squadron leader, John Cunningham, he scored his first night kill. And then he went on to score 20 night kills total. And they didn't want to say that it was because of this radar that was developed. So this propaganda campaign began saying that his ability to shoot down at night and see so well was because he ate so many carrots. And what? It, was, it was meant for <laughs> the Germans and honestly was just, just trying to distract them from the idea that this radar was... <laughs> really, they had radar? Yeah. So the Germans are just mowing carrots there? Hey? Yeah, and they were saying, like, obviously it probably worked for a lot of British to eat a lot more carrots, too, because they were like, wow, if you can do that on them, but it was originally intended for the Brit- or No the Germans, way. So. I wonder how they settled on the idea of it being carrots. I, like, get, I guess around the same time, they were actually trying to encourage people to grow more gardens and vegetables at home. <laughs> Did they have so a surplus of carrots? They just kind like, of overlapped. Oh. We'll say it's the carrots, and then people will eat those. The Germans just start targeting everybody's carrot gardens. <laughs> just like, that's what it is, for sure. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A friend of mine lives in Golden, B.C., and was uh, <laughs> he was telling me that they consciously don't say showers in their weather forecasts there because of the term golden showers. <laughs> he was saying it's a known thing throughout town that the like, local radio stations, whatever, no one, no one will say showers, like, they don't want to say... You can't say, like, Golden is expecting showers, mm. or... Chance showers in Golden. We can't are, say that. We are too immature to handle that <laughs> as humans. I uh, don't even know if I would have put that together. I, clearly, maybe that's a local joke or something. I mean, maybe it is, yeah, but I, I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, they're just like, no, no, we can't. Just got to dance around it a little bit, say other terms, that kind of thing, or break it up. Like, even, you know, but they're like, golden showers, just... The word precipitation, huge. Yeah. Huge and golden. Really, really good. Yeah, used all the time there. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. An old article from the Calgary Herald archives surfaced recently discussing how at one time Calgary had what they called a blue jean ban, at schools at least. Yes, the unofficial Calgary uniform of blue jeans was once very frowned upon, and students in school would actually be suspended for daring to wear jeans on school grounds. And this was the case until fairly recently. It wasn't until the late 60s, 1968 to be exact, that this policy changed and blue jeans were finally seen as acceptable wear in school. The thing is, students were very passionate about their right to wear jeans and decided to do something about it in the form of a protest. This protest came about after several students from Ernest Manning High School were suspended for wearing jeans. They, along with many other students, felt that enough was enough, so they donned jeans and stood outside the school in dissatisfaction. Yes, they were jean protesters, protesting the right to bear jean. But it worked as their complaints were finally heard and Calgary schools agreed that quote-unquote good quality dress jeans of any color would be acceptable to wear. What dress meant wasn't exactly clear, and at the time it was only for high school boys and only the seniors. Girls and students in lower grades were still prohibited from wearing jeans. Poppycock. Not to mention a very particular type of jean had to be worn. The jeans could not have studs in them whatsoever or any sign of wear and tear at all. Quite a far cry from our preference today of ripped jeans and purposely faded, tattered denim. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. 
You've been listening to the Beyond S in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.